0: Well, tonight, we have a special guest with us, uh, Robert Pettyjohn. Now, now I met uh, Robert, oh, I don't know, several months back. I believe it was in Treasure Island at a, uh, a class that we had going. And uh, very, very interesting gentleman. And uh, you'll see as we start talking tonight, um, just the experience that, that he brings with him to the table here. But I can't do him justice. I was actually reading uh, through some of his um I, I guess designations and certifications. And I, there's so many of them. I, I gave up trying to figure out what some of them even were. So I, I'm going to let uh, him tell you a little bit about himself. But, you know, Robert, I, I just want to bring you into the room and say, you know, just kind of let everybody know who you are and a little bit about your background, and we'll go from there.
1: First of all, it's a real honor to be sitting with you on this phone call tonight. You have impressed me from the very first time we met. And of course, the whole Normie organization is so impressive, and I'm very thankful to be here. And it's, uh, it's another step in this whole progress that you and I go through in our life, how we meet people and they influence us one way or the other. And I'm very, very thankful that uh, my friend Scott Mitziff, uh, with whom I serve on the board at the IICRC, uh, Introduced me to you guys and told me about Mr. Hoffman and about Mr. Adams and the, the tremendous relationships that y'all have got going on down there and uh, I'm I'm glad I uh, opened the computer and looked at and, and talked with y'all. This, well, this fits very this fits very nicely in my personal and professional development and I'm very thankful for that. Yes, sir.
0: Well, thank you. So, so who are you? You know, what, what what's your company? What what do you do in this
1: industry? Well, the the way I I can best answer that by how I started out, and I I came up here to Wake Forest, North Carolina, in order to get a PhD in world religions, and everything was going just fine, except the fact I was stone cold broke, and we had to get something to do, so I said, Lord, what are we going to do? And he led me to a fellow named Chubb Seyfried in Concord, North Carolina. And Chubb says, Robert, if you want to do this business, and by the way, I had, in order to to make ends meet, I had answered an ad in a newspaper that said, clean carpets make $800 to $1,000 a week. But it was one of these bait and switch organizations where they send the flyers out in the mail, we'll clean your carpet, six rooms for $31.95. But when you get to the job, you have to add on and add on and add on because there's no way you can do it for that way. But I saw that there was people that had a lot of carpet and a lot of it needed to be cleaned. So I asked my friend Chubb Safer, who is also in the Mid-South Professional Cleaners Association, the Regional Trade Association. And Chub said, Robert, if you're going to do this business, you've got to do this and this and this and this and this. And thankfully, I did that and that and that and that and that and an amazing thing happened to me just this week and that is that a gentleman from new jersey asked me to be a part of a zoom call for the national organization for remediators and mold inspectors and i could not believe that this happened what an honor to be here and to to see how things have progressed from one stage to the other and now i'm in a, a Zoom call with you, who would ever, ever have believed this 31 years ago? I'm well, so
0: honored to be here. You are most welcome, and thank you for that. Um, you know, we, we appreciate you being here and talking with us and just bring the wealth of knowledge that you have, you know, for our members to uh, hear the things that you've done. I, I know you talked about the carpet cleaning industry, and I know you specialize, I believe, in, like, oriental rugs and stuff like that. But I think there's also something out there about you with the infection control, also. So it's like this is a big gambit that you cover of uh, you know things for the cleaning industry and restoration side. Well, you know everything about me, don't you? What? Uh... Uh, well, there you go. Okay, thanks a lot. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're too cool, buddy. I like you. You you ask very good questions. Yes, sir. I, uh, th- thankfully my mom and daddy instilled me with a huge curiosity. My professor at graduate school said, learning is disciplined curiosity. And that means that once the spark goes off, you still got to get up and grab the encyclopedia or whatever, wherever you get your your information from and then learn it and digest it. And I've been very, very fortunate that I've been placed in front of the right people at the right time. My very first IICRC class was with Lee Pemberton, the great Lee Pemberton from McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And to, to have started off that way is incredible. And that has led one step to the next to the next to where now I have uh, been asked to, to serve on the board of directors for the IICRC for the last four years. I'm the secretary of the executive committee and what, what an honor that is. But uh, along the way, as you know, other stuff happens and we usually start in carpet cleaning and that curiosity leads to upholstery cleaning and of course, water damage restoration. And of course, people now say, can you cross, can you wash this rug? Oh yes. And I'm sitting in a home office uh, out here in wake forest. And I can look out in the backyard where we used to wash Oriental rugs and my daughter's swimming pool, a little bitty plastic swimming pool. So even back then it was a big deal. And we used to hang the rugs on the side of the fence out there. And one day it came up a cloud, and we had 21 rugs we had dry in our house. So little bit of things like that add up. And now we're one of the most recognized, and I think the finest, most ethical, environmentally responsible, and ergonomic rug cleaning plant anywhere in the nation per cubic foot, without question. Yes, sir. So I'm very thankful.
0: Well, that is impressive. I mean, I, Yes, this industry, unfortunately, especially in unregulated states on on the mold side, you know, there's a lot of problems with people being out there. Like you started off saying, you know, a bait and switch type of an ad that you took. And I'm sure that runs rampant through a lot of the cleaning industry also, like it does in the mold industry. And, uh, you know, to hear you talk about the way that you try to keep this industry on the up and the up and the way that your company operates. That's that's what we're looking to do. We really want people like you involved in this industry and pushing it forward, keeping it. Uh, I'll use the word clean. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I had no idea that we were going to bring this up, but
1: I, I was I was just on the phone call with my friend Penny Trelau from out in Australia just a little while ago. We were on a little Zoom call because we both serve on the ISSC, S four hundred and the S four ten. Uh, cleaning and and, uh, infection control uh, committees. Uh, We're helping to write that standard. And she says that there are people all around there who want to fog something into your house and then walk out as though they've done something very special. But no, that's not the guys at Normie. And that's one of the things that attracted me to you guys is that this is not the the, uh, national organization for shortcut schmaltzes. This is for remediation, dead gummit, and inspecting the way it ought to be done for mold particularly, because there's a lot of people out there getting sick because it's not been done right.
0: So if I said that you have a passion for this industry, I think it's kind of an understatement to hear, hear you talking okay. now. Let, let, let me tell you something. And one one of the reasons that this
1: has evolved over the years, of course, my mom and daddy taught me to do something the, the right way, that's a, that's a big deal. But here of late, within the last two or three years, we've been involved with some of these military families in helping to remediate the the homes that they're in, not on base, of course, because it's hard to get on base and really do remediation the right way. A lot of these a lot of these uh, people who run the housing on these bases really aren't interested in doing it the right way right now that's going to be changing it is changing very very quickly Uh, but being in into their homes where they've had to move off base and helping them clean and decontaminate their stuff that was involved in these this mess in these houses and thankfully one day i was up in kalamazoo michigan meeting meeting, and, and speaking with my dear friend Dr. Michael Pinto, and he put me on the phone with a lady named Shelley, who was involved in this military mess about 10 or 12 years ago, the very first lady to prove in a federal court causation between mold and brain injury. She, she is the one who proved on a door bear, bear standard that this thing really happens. And she turned me on to another lady who was going through some problems there at Camp Lejeune. Her name was Lindsay. And I went down to see Lindsay and immediately saw the horrific circumstances her kids and her family had been placed in because of this mold business and really became a a, a passion of of mine because, goodness, these are folks who are defending our country. And her her husband even told me he felt better in a nasty Iraq than he did in his own house. That's a dead gum shame. And we're working to correct that mess. You you asked very insightful questions, by the way. And I appreciate that, Lance. You're amazing, son. I, I
0: see it's kind of getting your dander up there a little bit, but you know, uh, it's questions that have to be asked. And, you know, we've done a lot of work on military bases. Also, we've done training on military bases and uh, we through our, uh, we have our environmental task force, which is a nonprofit. We've actually donated equipment to people that live in, really bad housing situations on those bases. So we, we've been involved with this for a while, so I understand what you're saying. But you, you said something very interesting there, and it's a little off track from where we were going, but you mentioned about uh, causation of brain injuries. Uh, I was doing some research between last week and actually this weekend, and found um, there's some legislation and rules out there from the ADA, uh, American Disabilities Act, that actually covers breathing and environmental conditions causing substantial breathing issues, which would qualify as a disability under the ADA. So, and again, I'm not an attorney and I'm just reading it for face value, but it's interesting that, uh, you know, all of these things are starting to come together as people are looking for multiple uh, disciplines, if you want to call it. And everybody's starting to find the same thing that, you know what, there's a lot of correlation between molds and bacteria and illnesses and in the environment that um, people used to ignore. Lance, you're right on, man. And thank you for your interest.
1: My professor said that learning is discipline, curiosity, and you have that within you, too. <laughs> you, you, you go find the gum answer. And that's very impressive. But I've I've cried with these girls, man, at their home and, and watched their children undergoing these night terrors. You know, when a, a lady gets mold going on in her brain, it causes some swelling in her brain, and that affects the pituitary gland. That affects things that ladies go through on a regular basis, and for for many uh, many ladies, it's caused them to where they can't have children, and that is a dead gum shame that that's going on. But yeah. Thanks to organizations like NORMI and the IICRC and the S520 and the standards that, that we produce, the, the, the things are, uh, uh,
0: the, there is good news ahead if people are willing to accept it. Absolutely. Well, in, in an effort to keep your blood pressure down a little bit, I'm going to change gears here a little, and let's go into an, another topic a little bit, <laughs> give, give you a little bit of a break there. Um, Oh, you're I, too cool, buddy. I, I know you said you were introduced to Normie like through um, Scott out in, uh, I guess he's out in Washington.
1: He's in Yakima, Washington.
0: Yeah, yes. uh, and, I, know, I know Scott, I've talked with him many times, a really nice guy. But as far as our courses, because I know you've really started to look in and you've taken a lot of training from all over the place. Uh, what do you think is one of the most important things that we do as far as teaching a course? What kind of courses you know, do you find of interest, especially with <laughs> your background? Well, the, the
1: the the most important thing, the, the most amazing thing about Normie is not your courses and all that stuff. It's the people that are there. I mean, goodness gracious! Of course, you Lance and Mister Hoffman and Mister Adams and Mister Zualiga. These people are really huge. Uh, Justin and David and Roger and the ladies that answers the phone call out there in in. Uh, uh, Arkansas, Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. Those, those people are the people that that are surrounding that are with uh, you guys at Normie are what's really, really impressive. Then you start to take a course. You say, well, dang, it's no wonder that you guys are so impressive. uh, Your your coursework because I'm sorry, that's, uh... that's okay. That's a phone call from somebody at Normie, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Good. That's, an, that's announcing our training for tonight.
1: And you can tell I'm old-fashioned with that ringtone, can't you? Okay, good. All right. Uh, but you mentioned the courses. And to me, the most important course you guys teach down there, I'm sorry, but this, is my opinion, is this uh, mold remediation for sensitized individuals. Why is that? because if you can do it for the sensitized people, you can do it for anybody. So if you can gear your program up in such a way that you're cleaning now for the most sensitized individual out there, then you're gonna pass every clearance test, you're gonna pass every important uh, 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 evaluation that goes on in somebody else's home. Plus, you don't know whether somebody is carrying that dreaded uh, HLA gene in in their body. We don't even know that. So if we take a chance and we miss something that we should have gotten. Well, shame on us. That means you've not done it properly and you've not done it according to normie uh, standards and regulations. And that's, what's impressive about you guys. So to have somebody like Dr. Pinto, uh, uh, Michael Pinto come down and uh, lead that course is just
0: unbelievable. That's pivotal it is, course. It's a opinion. good course. It's a very good course. Uh, as yes, I've seen him teach it, and uh, I
1: know it's not. I know it's not cheap. I know that this is an expense. One of the most expensive courses y'all've got. But if you can do this, you can do anything.
0: Well, you got the two rock stars teaching it. You got Michael and Doug both teaching that course.
1: Unbelievable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, wow. so, what a thrill.
0: Well, hmm. let, let, let's talk about certifications like I, I started when we when I was introducing you at the beginning about you know the different things that you have and education wise there's a ton of uh, stuff that you do and uh, that you're trained in and I don't know if you want to ram- ramble off a few of those uh, just kind of some of your background enhancements I know you said you were first starting as a, for a PhD in religious studies but you've like morphed into a whole nother direction
1: well if we need knew- As you would that men should do to you, do you even so unto them, for this is the law and the prophets. That was written in another standard that we are, mm-hmm. are familiar with. Jesus said that in their Sermon on the Mount. But when you look two or three thousand years earlier than that, what Moses was involved with in Leviticus chapter 14 about the, the mold remediation, it's been in there since uh, almost the beginning of uh, time and re- or recording, recorded religious history anyway. So this, this is a, a huge deal. And uh, thankfully, I've, I've got a proper background for this mold business in, in our cleaning. Of course, we're certified uh, master, triple master cleaner at the ICRC, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. I'm also a certified rug specialist. We're the only certified rug specialist in the state of North Carolina. We wash the governor's rugs and all that stuff. No, they're not his rugs, Dead Gummit. They're the citizens, of, they belong to the citizens of North Carolina. So uh, I'm taking care of, hey, I'm taking care of your rugs out there. Don't worry about that. Uh, we're also a certified water law specialist, one of about 125, 150 in the country of that. Uh, if, if we're going to, if you're going to do a flood on water, you better know what you're doing. So uh, getting involved with the Restoration Industry Association, Pete Consigli and these guys who taught this class the way it ought to be done. I mean, that was tantamount to a college level uh, uh, thesis we had to uh, present to to get our uh, certified uh, 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 water law specialist. That was just really very, very huge. And the same way it is to to become a a certified master rug cleaner and certified rug specialist, CRS. Uh, That was a huge, huge thing to do. And uh, now, to be involved with, uh, with Normie is, is just a, a, another, it is said, the birds of a feather flock together. And it's nice to, to be involved in a group like Normie that takes things to the, the, the highest level of possible, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Yes, sir.
0: You know, I, li- I like to, uh, I bring it down to a very, very simple level. When I talk with people and we start talking about, you know, how things work and everything like that. And to me, the basic philosophy is, and I've said this before on many trainings that I've been to, we try to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. It's that simple. You know, you don't have to go any further than that. I mean, you can't set a higher bar and, um, you know, it's something that's practical and understandable to almost everybody out there. And thankfully the courses that you and I have been through weed
1: out the folks who are not living by that, by that standard. Yeah. And, uh, any, any schmaltz, any bedwetter can go out and take a course. We know that, but they're not going to stick with it to the end to where the, the results that they're looking for is a, a, a cleaner rug, a, a, a healthier environment, a, a a more responsible way to treat. We're not just fogging something in somebody's dead gum house. No, we're really getting it clean the way it ought to be clean and documenting it and proving it with our uh, field t- tests and uh, yeah. third party confirmation of verification of what we're doing. Yes, sir.
0: Well, there you go. Back to the do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And the results speak for themselves. They they really do. I, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Sorry Fire about that. that. All right. Uh, I, and I know you've kind of alluded to it, but if you were going to sum up what really you like about Normie and, and you know, if you were going to tell somebody about us, where do you think you would go with that?
1: Well, As I mentioned a while ago, the people are number one. You've got to trust somebody. You don't trust a book uh, unless it's a Bible or something. But you don't... You, you, and and, and even, even the Bible... You, says that its purpose is to reflect what Jesus did on earth. So the, the same way it is with Norman. You guys, man, are from from the ladies that answered the phone call all the way to Mr. Hoffman, It's that's what's so impressive. Not only that, but you base your course material on, on standards that have already been in place. And it's no secret. That whenever you teach a course, you show up there on your screen the IICRC S five twenty standard for professional motor mediation, for example. You don't you don't try to appear to people that you it's y'all's idea, you're the first one to come up with it. No, no, no. You know that you're a part, as as the the poet said, I'm a part of all that I have met, yet all experiences and arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin or whose horizon fades forever and forever as I move uh, 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 long. I'll think of who did that in just a second. It's a 17th century poet, but you realize that you're a part of, of a long chain. You, you're handling, the, the baton has already been passed and is handing off to other people like you and me. And we cannot drop it because so many people's lives, so many people's well being. And even our companies depend on it for crying out. Our re, our reputation, and the the thing that has been my greatest asset in life, is been that I know how to pick my in laws properly. Hmm. A, a lot of people get stuck with with bad mothers and fathers in law, but my daddy and my father in law was the, the finest real estate agent in North northwest south carolina and my mother-in-law ran a credit bureau up there in in uh, easily south carolina and dad never ever said is this the best you can do robert you've got a master's degree is this the best you can do no 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 he would come in and he would say whatever you're doing let's just be the best at it and from my mother and father mother and father-in-law uh, it's been it's been that way and to be a part of an organization like that that is like Normie, that is that is consistent with my values is really, really huge to me because I don't have to wonder about some schmuck trying to tell me something that's not right or some bedwetter lead me into some down some road that's not, that's not going to lead to anything. Huh. No. That's why I like Normie.
0: Okay. <laughs> Again, we have to work on your blood pressure. You're getting all... Ah, uh, passionate about this, which is great. Uh, well, you know, I really, and, as Cheech
1: and Chong says, this is a big dope deal. And we, my my neighbor across the street was their lawyer, so he was busy for a long time. So there you have it. Yep. And, yes, sir. But these these are big big deals, and we've got uh, people's for crying out loud, people's lives, and their future children depend on what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you you know, I was just I was just at a lady's house, a dear friend of mine outside of St. Louis the other day, Uh, we we have an Instascope machine. And of course, we've been trained by you you guys how to assess a a building indoor air quality and being able to go in there and know that when we leave and after we prescribe what needs to happen, that they're going to be living in a nice, clean, healthy home and That is really important to me. Yes, it is. What? what? Just- the, the, you see, I, I gave, I gave a talk to a bunch of real estate agents the other day. Uh, about two hundred were on a on call. My my dear friend uh, up here, uh, Brian Pate, who put me uh, allowed me to. He teaches all the real estate people in North Carolina. And I got on there and I told them that you you a clean air, a clean and healthy environment is the new view. They used to be able to stick you out when you're, you're buying a house, they, they take you to the, to the window and look out there. Just imagine your kids playing, just imagine the garden growing and all that. No, 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 no. The important thing now is just imagine you living in your sanctuary where you can go home and take the mean old nasty, dirty things that you've come in contact with your life in, in your life during the course of that day and come to your sanctuary and heal and get better. My friend Jeff Jones uh, in Oklahoma City says that we, when we we get stronger, not while we're lifting weights, but while we're asleep at night and our body's rebuilding itself. Well, that's why, as you guys say in your class, that we breathe uh, three thousand gallons of air every day. I mean, yep. twenty thousand breaths is the average. God, exactly right. So if so we're focused a lot on urine. So how many times do you urinate during a day? Nine or ten, maybe. And so, how much water do you drink? I don't know, but you breathe in and out twenty to twenty-three thousand times a
0: day. Far, far, far more important. Yes, sir. So, well, our the, Doug has duck has a uh, an expression he uses for that. He says, "You either have a good filter or you are one."
1: <laughs> That's and pretty it
0: makes- good. And it makes sense. You know, Robert, um, I, I I've really been enjoying this and I, and I'm sure that our, our members are too. I would love to have you back as a follow-up. Um, you know, maybe get a little bit more into the infection control side and everything in a, another interview that would be okay with you. Oh my goodness. Yes. I got a lot of cool things to say about that. The coolest is the, the, the primacy
1: of cleaning. We go in there with spraying this stuff and want to, and decontaminate de- everything in the world. But no, if you clean it properly first, you are way ahead of the game. And isn't that what our mamas and daddies told us to do a long, long time ago. Yeah. And isn't it what, i want to show you this thing here. Isn't it what Doug tells in this book right here? Yeah. You keep it clean and dry. This is one of the most pivotal books. I think, I know it's kind of fuzzy. I don't know. That's okay, it's man. this, it's just mold-free construction 2.0 to to, to the title. Of everybody, everybody in the nation ought to own that comp. In my opinion, absolutely, absolutely, and well, they, and, and they ought to be uh, connected to you somehow by George to get your New Jersey influence. Because if if you do if you do what a guy from New Jersey says, you're okay.
0: I I had a call from somebody in New Jersey today too, speaking to me. So it was kind of kind of oh. interesting. And he thought I was from uh, down south originally. I said, really? With with my <laughs> lack of accent? Yeah. Okay. So but listen, Lance, y'all got the best tomatoes
1: and the best corn in the cob anywhere in the country up yonder in New Jersey. Yes, we do. Man, hey, it's the garden man. state.
0: That's what they call it. That's true. It's not all Patterson and Passaic. No, of course, it was also nine degrees out yesterday morning, but we'll <laughs> we'll go beyond that. But hey. Robert, I really appreciate you spending the time here with us, and uh, I definitely want to get you back so we can talk more about the infectious disease control side. And um, there's so much more to talk about, yes, sir. And uh, and uh, what an honor
1: to spend some time. You you ask good questions, by the way. You're like no, a I doctor pre- or I something. I thought I, was, I thought I was uh, I thought I was going through a physical or something. You you're
0: really good. <laughs> well, wait till next time. Oops. Uh, Okay. I'll, Robert uh, Petty John, thank you very much for being here with us.
1: Okay, dear friends, an honor. Thank you, my friend.